This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Miracle. Mirakuru. Yeah, Mirakuru. <laughs> this movie came out in 2004, starring Kurt Russell and a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and I th- I, it's 2004. This happened a lot longer ago than I thought. Um... This was my movie, obviously, uh, that I wanted to discuss. And uh, before we get into it, I mean, everyone knows this is based on the 1980 uh, USA hockey team uh, winning the gold medal at the Olympics. Yep. Um, it, wasn't, as, sorry, it wasn't until watching this movie that I, I realized Lake Placid was in New York. Yeah, really? I, I thought it was in Utah for some reason. Huh. Anyway, yeah. sorry. No, that's right. And they also a giant gator out there. <laughs> Stupid Betty White. Ate Chubbs' hand. <laughs> um, so I did not see this in theaters, but Alex, do you remember going to see this? No. Yes. You, me, uh, a couple other people went to see this from work, and it, the projector was broken. So instead, we had to see Club Dread. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. And that's the whole. That's how we saw Club Dread. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I always yeah. thought we just went out to see Club Dread. <laughs> no. Well, at least, unless you guys fooled me, you tricked me to go to because I was going to see Miracle, and then we need to see in that other movie. But um, anyway, yeah, I didn't see this till a home video when it came out later. Uh, so Alex, the same Scott, but you? Uh, I did not see this until this week. Yeah, oh. me too. Oh wow. Uh, but but yes, I was aware of the the story. Yeah, um, so yeah, a little little history lesson. Uh, I just people don't know realize this. I have to get something off my chest. Dude. This is a big <laughs> deal, and this is not just an underdog beating the the good guys. This is David versus Goliath. It's not even that. It's it's David versus Goliath times a thousand. This would this would be Soviets. like super uh, Goliath. So I'm, I'm trying to think of a like this. This would be like a like Mega what Goliath. A, this would be like LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Durant, Harden, all those guys on the same team. AC and, Green. <laughs> and they were like your country's arch rival in all social and political things as well. Right? Like, yeah. This this team had played for like 15. And they were not even an all-star team. They just, that was the team. And they played together all the time, nonstop. They beat NHL teams. They beat everybody. Um and then against a bunch of U.S. guys who all in college, a couple of them, like a bunch of them, got tryouts with the NHL and they played a little bit, but only two of them really stuck around in the NHL and they were never stars. Like they were just you know role players, like Neil Broughton and stuff like that. Were solid NHL players, had great careers, but they were never you know they weren't. You know, they're not in the Hall of Fame type guys. So 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 Jeff, let me ask you then: in, mm-hmm. in 1980, was just the the level of play in the NHL? Just not like it is now, or just that that Russian team was just that good. 
Well, the Russian team was that good. I mean, the, the NHL players were that good, too. But first of all, they weren't a team. It was NHL. It was all-stars. Like yeah. he even says in the movie, right? Right. Like it's not a team. Um, and then even then, it was when they played. Landis they played a couple player, different a times. Team. But then it was like just Canadians. And then even then, like it was NHLers. So guys like Bobby Hall, who were in the WHA, couldn't play. Uh, Bobby Orr, I think, was hurt at the time. So a lot of the Canadian stars weren't there. But still, like. They beat NHL teams. Um, now some, the Canadians are going to argue like they there was this thing called the something summit, where there was an eight game playoff or eight game series where four games are in Canada, and four games are in Soviet Union, and uh, Canada ended up winning fourth, the record four three and one. Um, so Canada did beat them, but that's all their pros. And it took some Bobby Clark breaking their best player's ankle with the worst slash in <laughs> hockey history. <laughs> to pull this off so it is just a big deal i just want to get that out there that it's not just the underdog story it's the underdog of all underdog stories with this whole social thing on top of it. right so so minus minus the social thing i was trying to think of like something in american sports like uh if a like a like a division two football team beat the the rams or something like in a single game like yeah, yeah, like the like maybe. the get like the talent gap and the like, the discipline and everything involved between the pros and the like the lower, it's so massive. But then, like you said, these these Russian guys weren't pros, like at least not officially. Well, they were pros. They just weren't, yeah, officially, yeah, official pros. And then what even shows you more? So this is 1980, <laughs> when the the Cold War ended, and you know players could start coming over here. Half of these guys still ended up playing in the NHL 10 years later. And these guys are in their late 30s. Like, they were NHLers, even in their late 30s. Guys like Fatisov and, and Makarov and all these guys, they played. Like, they had to change the rule because one of these guys came over and, like, won Rookie of the Year, and he was, like, 34 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, these guys were awesome. Um, the goalie, Trechak, some consider the best goalie of all time, consid- even considering NHL. I don't know how you make that. Together they comparison. benched. In yeah, the, the guy they benched. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they're just a really good team. And like I said, and it's also one game. And even says it, if they were going to play them 100 times, they'd still, Soviets would probably win 99. But that's just, it's a huge moment. And I obviously, I mean, I was alive, but barely. So I didn't watch this, obviously. They stole that speech from the Little Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Annexation of Puerto Rico. So, there's my little, I wanted to get that off my chest. So, for. Okay. This is instead of Alex knows sports later, maybe Jeff told us to talk a little bit of sports. Right <laughs> I, I do Jeff have told do, you so. <laughs> I do have various hockey questions as we go along here. So. Okay. And uh, what's yeah. icing? <laughs> Just kidding. I know what icing is. Yeah, sure you do. Um, all right. Well, then let's get into our list. Uh, we each got to do seven things we want to talk about. Um, so let me get uh, one of the. It was getting annoying this time i never noticed it before this is one of the bad things i have to say about this is they used i don't even know the actor's name but the guy was playing um uh craig patrick the assistant coach oh yeah every scene would end with a cut to him a little grin on his face and it got <laughs> it was like herb would say something the players would react and then go to him and he have a little smirk and then it happens like i think it's a hundred edits shots with just his face <laughs> And that got really old, and it was hilarious at the same time. So, next time you watch this, we'll have a drinking game. Every time a cut ends with him, take a shot. 
Alright, okay. there's my negative. I had to find one. Uh, Alex. Uh, my number seven is that this is... I have nothing but good things to say about this movie. It's really good. Uh, but number seven is that it's a, it's a nice little period piece. Yeah? Something... It, it's almost something that like I've never seen before. Like late 70s, early 80s. So even though I have, I know I have, but it captures, you know, the East Coast and all that uh, feeling very well. You mean Minnesota? Yeah, yeah well, and New the York. Time, yeah. I, like, I do like how they have this, you know, the Jimmy Carter stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a bad time in, the Amer- in America at this time, yeah. right? So that's why there's probably not that many movies about mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they snuck in the, the scene where they're in the huge line for gas. Yeah. Yeah. And probably the funniest line in the movie about how they were having having their own Cold War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott, number seven. Okay. Uh, number seven is... Uh, so, I, I... While I have a problem with a lot of the dramatization, uh, one of the things... May not have happened. Yeah. Not... not you know, not knowing a ton about hockey, like all the the drills they go on through look pretty brutal. I thought they did a good job of that. Um, like it, like one of the first things they show is like the guy just goes around the rink and they just check him into the boards the whole way around. Like that seems like a shitty thing to have to go through. <laughs> uh, but just just the the most brutal part is just them doing the lines, the line drills. Uh, I don't know if there's like a term for that, Jeff. Uh, when I was playing, like they called road work it or ladders. Ladders. Ladder. So, yeah, goal line to blue line, back to the goal line, up to the red line, back to the goal line, up to the far blue line, back to the goal line, all the way to the other goal line and back. Which, I know basketball, you kind of do the same thing, right? There's just... Oh, every sport will, will do, incorporate some bullshit like that. Yeah. To get people mm-hmm. in shape, but, like, they do it, like, like every other scene is them doing that drill, <laughs> like, yeah. the, like, the middle part of the movie. And yeah. uh, I was just like, uh And then that, when he makes them stay at the rink, like, I was feeling that. Like I was having flashbacks <laughs> to various sports that I played in in high school and college, and it was just like, uh like it, it was it was bad. Like guys are puking. Like too bad it was like a Disney film. Otherwise, you might have actually seen like guys really horking up stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought they did a good job of actually showing like the preparation. Uh, yeah, showing what this team kind of went through. I don't think they do it that much now, just because you can't do it with today's players but they i think they used to call them like trash can skates or like after a bad game the right next morning yeah they just put a trash can in the middle of the ice no pucks just skate just do those things you just skate in your ass off and just you throw up in the can and that's <laughs> yeah i've heard stories from old nhl coaches and stuff talk about that and... yeah and when i played i never played on a traveling team or anything like that but just our in-house stuff we had coaches and we would that was how every practice would start with like doing like three or four of those and even that was brutal. <laughs> yeah. I was 15, 16 years old. Like, it's oh, all, my God. So, so when you're skating, it's like all in your in your quads, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It was burning. On fire, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a stop, start, stop, start. Yeah. All right. Um, my number six is, uh, this is a negative, but I'm going to turn it into a positive, is the acting is pretty bad by most of the players. Um, but that's because they're not actors, with the exception of the goalie. Um, I think they're all hockey players that they they taught to act, and I like that. I'd rather have good players on the ice than you know the great actors. Were they, were they really Fucking mostly right. all? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not like NHL players or anything, but they right. all had like. Uh, if you watch like the behind the scenes on the DVD, it was like there was a two part tryout to get these parts. You had to be able to have a little bit of acting, and you had to be able to like, actually say you can play hockey. And it wasn't one of those things. Like, yes, I can play hockey. They had tryouts basically to get on the wow. team. Okay, so. Hey, quick you can tell. Like you said, that's one of those things. When I watch movies, you can tell when uh, Kurt Russell's out there running around while everyone else is skating, like Mystery Alaska and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Paul Newman in Slapshot, that guy's actually skating. It's, it's you could tell. And so these guys, mm-hmm. um, but with the goalie, you needed a good actor, and you can cover his face up with the mask, so it doesn't right. really matter. I actually have a question about his mask because I noticed mm-hmm. when they're playing the Russians, the Russian had like a more modern like the grill that you could actually see through uh-huh. and I get like they had to cover up the actor's face but I think they still could have gotten away with the grill <laughs> just saying like, yeah but yeah and the, the it, felt arca- it felt archaic to, to have that yeah. like the old school mask that still terrifying it was, it was probably a machismo Thanks, thing it doesn't look cool stupid stuff like that um, but yeah and uh, fun fact the goalie that is Behind the mask is a former NH former NHLer Bill Ranford who won one or two cups with the Oilers, and is now the Kings' uh, goalie coach. Okay, um, and they got him because he's one of the last guys who play that old school goalie style. Now everybody plays. It's called butterfly, and you stand there. And when he's this guy's flopping around, stacking pads, he's one of the last guys to play that way. So that's why they had him do it. Yeah, okay, interesting. So, so him falling over constantly, and that wasn't like. <laughs> I mean, so that's a little dramatic. Okay. Reasons, but, <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. but if you watch goaltending in the '80s and '70s compared to now, it's it's a totally different beast. It's that's the main reason why scoring's down these days. It's uh, goalies like Patrick Waugh is kind of the first guy, a bigger guy. Don't go down. Just kind of play your position, and yeah, I gotta get the board with the details. But yeah, right. goaltending was goaltending was terrible in the '80s and earlier. Yeah. So, so a couple questions about these these actor hockey players, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, one's not a question, but I'm looking at the cast list here, and there's a guy that named Bobby Hansen. So I wonder if he's one of the Hansons. And then uh, the the ref at the in the final match that they get, kept getting screen time was he somebody? I don't know, but yeah, he did look like there's like somebody. Like he well, wasn't like a noticeable, uh, recognizable actor, but like they kept he kept getting to like close ups and getting to say stuff. And I was like, wow, they spent a lot of time on this guy. So I thought he might have been like maybe somebody who was actually on the team, like one of the old players. Or Was it Billy Crystal? It was not Billy Crystal. Oh. I look, I'm looking him up now. He's just a hockey. He played hockey uh, in the Western Hockey League, stuff like that. So, no. It was Don Cherry? It's not Don Cherry. It was not Don Cherry. You can tell. Maybe he had hair back then. Okay. His only other film credit is something called Power Play, which I'm pretty sure is hockey related. There's <laughs> so. a good chance. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just a hockey guy. Um, yeah. The, All right. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Alex, number six. Alex, number six. Uh, I like the little Christmas scene, the gift giving scene and everything. Uh, when what's his face got a whistle, they're giving the coach a hard time because of all the drills that he made him do overnight. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was like a l- nice little touch that showed that everybody was really starting to be a cohesive team, like a family, which comes uh, to fruition a little bit later. And uh, yeah, a little bit like a, a calm before the storm, where these guys still get to be 
in a sense, you know, kids for a little bit before everything like hits them like a ton of bricks when they go to the Olympics. So yeah, it was a nice, uh, nice little touch. I like that scene. Yeah, it was, and it shows how they've all come together. Yeah, and the one thing I don't know if it's, it's true or not, but I'm pretty sure the coach and the USA Hockey wouldn't be happy with them playing football the night before. Yeah, <laughs> I kept, I kept, I kept waiting for one of them to like break his leg to get that that yeah. one guy that who got cut a chance to get back on the team. Uh, but yeah, that knows. seemed pretty stupid. These are athletes. They're not known for their smarts, and they love to play stuff. So, mm-hmm. what do you know? All right, Scott. All right. So my number six is just a small thing, uh, but it was a nice uh, bit of detail, which I'm—I don't even know if it was real or not. But before that final match, when they're leaving the hockey, or for that, for they're leaving the locker room, they there's that wall full of letters and telegrams, and just basically everybody like wishing them well. And it shows everybody going by and touching it with their hands and their stick. Um, I know hockey players are very superstitious. Uh, but, yeah, it was just a nice little touch. I have no idea if it was real or not. Um, but I thought it was uh, a cool little thing to to spend, like, 30 seconds on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that was real either. But, I mean, yeah, seems reasonable. Yep. Anyways, I just I thought it was just a nice, yeah, like I said, it was a, like a nice bit of detail. Uh, amidst all the like, just the, the drilling and the speeches and everything, <laughs> right? And the motivational stuff that he was trying to pull. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number five is a uh, is a gut wrenching scene. I'm mean, not gut wrenching, but it's a it's when the guy gets cut, and it's you see it from both sides, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Herb having to make the cut and then him getting cut, um, and obviously his backstory about him being the last guy cut before the whatever the Squaw Valley Olympics, whenever year that was. Um, yeah. Just seeing hard, tough guy, Herb Brooks, you know, dealing with it and being sad about it. And he's saying, you know, you always hear coach, if you hear sports talk is like, it make it hard for me to cut. You don't make it easy. And that was one of the things where he, he said, thank he thunk, thanked him from giving him everything you got. I know you didn't hold anything back, but yet I still have to cut you. It's brutal. And, yeah. just, and then from, you know, just him side, and all the other guys in the locker room just waiting not to get that call. When you get it, you kind of know what's going on. It's like, ugh. Yeah. But, so, that's my number five. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, no idea if... <laughs> maybe in real life the guy was, like, flipping over tables or whatever, but, like, it, it was cool that, you know, he... Like, the player was, like, very classy about it. Mm-hmm. Like, or for professional at any rate. Like, at least until he left the room. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've seen, I mean, what's the thing? What's the cameras on? But have you ever watched like Hard Knocks or any of these behind the scenes shows on HBO or stuff? Fucking right. They get cut. I mean, these guys get cut and. At that level, they're pros and they kind of deal with it. I guess they're used to it, but still, it's got to be brutal. Yeah. And especially at that point, a lot of them have kids and families they got to take care of. It's, it's, It's rough. All right, uh, Alex, number five. My number five is they weaved in the just like the political situation that they're in, like very nicely into this movie. It didn't feel overbearing, but you still knew that it was like the overall presence, and that the coach was kind of trying to protect his team away from that so that they can concentrate on the game. But he was still feeling the weight 
of the the symbolism that of what this game represented. I, I actually thought it was a little overwrought. <laughs> oh really? Oh, yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I thought it was just right. It kind of kind of took me out of the movie in points. Um, like which parts? Like they did a couple of those kind of like uh, like all the news stories, like all the time spent on that stuff, and it was cool. From like like you said, it's like a period. Like okay, this is actual footage and things that are going on. Um, but yeah, it kind of took me out of the movie. Like it made sense that he would be interested in the uh, the Carter speech. That that had a direct like effect on what was going on. Yeah. Um, but there were there were other points where you just like a little too far with like the hopes of a nation resting on the <laughs> on this team, like like that they were kind of hinting at. Mm-hmm. All right. I think I side more with Alex on this one, but I, I can see where you're coming from. But yeah. And I think it helps set it. And like a lot of the stuff, I don't know. I didn't remember. I know that stuff happened, but I didn't know it was all around the same time. And that we pulled out of the Olympics, so they said they weren't going to come, and they did. And uh, some of the hostage crisis and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Russians showed up to beat us. Talk yeah. about one of your all-time backfires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they probably won ninety-nine other golds, but not, yeah. but not the hockey. Not yeah. that one. Um, but that's the one that matters. I know the Canadians. What was it in? Two, when was it in Vancouver? Uh, two thousand eight. Okay, yeah, whenever that was. That, yeah, right after the, the Chinese, the the China Olympics, Beijing. They did pretty bad on the medal stand, Canada, but they won the gold. I think they won women's and men's hockey. So that's that's all they cared about. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck, Sidney Crosby. Damn it. Anyway. Uh, Scott. Scott. Oh, back to number me. Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five is the the whole Boston versus Minnesota thing. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I again don't know how real it is, but I thought it was great that that's that's basically it. Like all these fucking guys either came from from New England or from Minnesota. Like <laughs> uh, if they weren't from Boston, they might as well have been. Uh, they're just like in that same general area. Mm-hmm. Um. But I guess, yeah, like, I, it's it's kind of cool that hockey's kind of spread out across the U.S. these days, but, like, not that far back, it was just in those in those places, right? Like, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot going on in, like, what, California, uh, Florida? Yeah. I don't know if those I mean, places it's... are necessarily hotbeds of, yeah. <laughs> of hockey town these days, but... Vegas? Yeah, Las yeah. Vegas. I mean, it's still pretty much those areas, um, but yeah, it's spreading. Like the number one pick last year, or two years ago, is from Phoenix. So there you go. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was cool too. And I don't really, I don't really know that I'm a California in-house hockey player. I have no idea this, but that was cool to know too. The first time I watched that, these guys were against uh, all hated each other. And like you said, yeah, it's mostly Boston, but yeah, you got some New Hampshire guys and then you have some Wisconsin, North Dakota it's, guys. It's, yeah, it's always it's general... like, yeah, anytime I ever see anything about college hockey, it's always like the same four schools. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Minnesota, Boston, uh, like North Dakota. Uh... The cold states. Yeah, the cold states, basically, yeah. Well, see, there's BU and then there's Boston College. That's the big mm. rivalry over there. Uh all right, um, my number four mm-hmm. is uh, I like the idea of um, which I like the idea of Herb Brooks for, to kind of what you did with a talk, to go with you segment. Blah, 
these guys hated each other, so they made the thing is like, well, if they hate him, they can't hate each other. Which I didn't like that he actually said that line in the movie. <laughs> that was a little too direct, but too on the nose, yeah. Yeah, but I, I did like that, and uh, you hear that happen a lot in sport. If you listen, oh, we watch old sports documentaries, or coaches use that as a tactic, or even managers and stuff, whatever. And there's two things that collide. You just kind of make yourself the asshole, so that everyone hates you, and you get teamwork mm-hmm. going and everything. So I really like that. That's my coaching strategy at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the problem is everybody thinks you're an asshole right at the bat anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so everybody else works better as a team when I'm around. Yeah, I guess it's true. So, no, that was awesome. I like when he makes the cuts, you know, very, at the very beginning of the movie when they have the whole tryout and he gets rid of everybody. He's like, just look at those guys. They're the ones that are getting off easy. He just, <laughs> I'll be your coach. I won't be your friend. <laughs> I yeah. just love that. Yeah, didn't he tell him to look to Doctor So and So? You know, if you want. Yeah, that. look to the assistant coach and the doctor for a friend. I'm not that. I'm your coach. Uh, but uh, yeah, so getting the players to hate him, thought was a good good strategy. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is the montages. I'm just a sucker for a good montage, and this movie <laughs> had a, a couple of good ones. First of all, the tryouts when everybody's doing stuff and everything was very energetic. Everybody on the ice, the <laughs> the guys on the side that thought they had a say into what players <laughs> would go on <laughs> making all these important notes. Nope, completely disregarded. There was that. There was that one guy that was like cartoonishly like, yeah, like yeah. naysaying everything. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one that was laughable, especially if you know anything about it. It's like the guy. That guy's good. Ah. Uh, Aruzioni, he has no chance of making this team. And yeah, cross him off. Everyone knows he's the captain and scored the game-winning goal and everything. <laughs> yeah, so if you knew anything about it, you're like, oh god, yeah. I bet that guy felt like an idiot in real life. <laughs> mm-hmm. With that and some of the games that they played, just good montage work. Yeah, they were. They were. They were good ones. Some of them are a little like I never played full check hockey so i can't answer this but with that that joe that you said earlier scott where they're just checking him i have no yeah. idea if that's a real thing or not <laughs> looks like was. something in football practice not hockey practice yeah but, yeah. yeah could be well maybe he's preparing him for the russians maybe they well it looked like they played like that jeebus yeah i think <laughs> the russians are just like constantly fucking slashing like yeah. <laughs> the scene for, just tossing it out there i must break you yeah mm-hmm all right, Russians. Scott. Oh, Scott. Think it's Scott. <laughs> uh, so this is number four. Four. Yeah, number four. Yeah. Uh, so in line with what you're saying, Jeff, uh, Kurt Russell here is Herb. Herb. Uh, he does some yeoman's work here. Uh, <laughs> he mostly keeps the the Minnesotan accent going, uh, but not quite. <laughs> there yeah. are points where he drops into being Kurt Russell. Um, but yeah, he, keep, he keeps the accent. Uh, but yeah, just the, just kind of points straddling the line, where he wants to be emotional other than being pissed. Um, I never quite letting it through until like you know a couple scenes like you mentioned, uh, where he's got to cut the guy or at the very end where he's just overwhelmed with it all and he kind of mm-hmm. runs off by himself. Uh, I, I, I kind of like I. I know nothing about uh, her Brooks in real life, but um, I, I I like that they didn't like give him like more of a 
Like, they could have made him, like, funnier, or they could have thrown scenes where he's being clever with his kids or something, and it was like, nope, this dude's just all about the hockey. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He's he's a hockey player. He's got that hockey mentality. Yeah. And, yeah, and at, at the expense of his family, too. Right, yeah. at the expense of his family, at the expense of, like, these, these guys that he's coaching um, as well. Uh, so, but, but still... He still did just enough to keep him sympathetic. And it helps that they won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, that right. carousel was, was good here. All right, cool. Uh, my number three is, uh, you already mentioned it, but um, it was the latter scene, the, the again, again scene with yeah. the after the game. The guys are all checking out the hot blonde Norwegian girls, and Herb Brooks is pissed. You don't lose the Norway. Norway is not a hockey powerhouse, even back then. So, losing to them or tying to them, I think, is what it ended up being. Tied, he was yeah. pissed. And yeah, and there's that again, again, and then just even the at that point, yeah, the, the coaches, the assistant coach, and the doctor got got to step up too. <laughs> like, ah. and from what I remember from the documentary and all the interviews I've heard, that pretty much all happened as is. The after the game, they turned off the lights. They still were going. The only thing that didn't happen was the dramatic uh, Mike Ruzzaroni from United States <laughs> yeah. of America. Apparently one of the guys just like broke his stick over the glass or something like that and he was fed up and then Herb Brooks was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> then that guy, then that guy was extra pissed because he was like, that's all I had to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you already mentioned, they, your your thighs just burn just watching that yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you want to throw rough. up. That's my number three, Alex. My number three is Herb gives some really good speeches. <laughs> In any other movie, I think they would just like, okay, this movie's all just the speech, the movie. What the fuck? Here comes another speech. But it was just, he is Kurt Russell's delivery of the speeches, the, the timing in between each of them, like, and just the different tones with each speech. Even though he was trying to be inspirational, it, it it took like a different inspirational tone than the previous one, or when he's doing the, his hard ass speech. It was just fantastic. I loved all the speeches. Yeah, they are great. There was a video that came out a few years ago where some little kid, he's yeah, he's probably Luca's age, maybe even Eric's age, and he has a whole thing memorized, and his parents put him in a little suit. And he does that speech. Oh, God, it's hilarious and cute oh, at the same time. That's a good idea. I should teach him the Independence Day speech. <laughs> there you go. Good morning. <laughs> does Do anybody have any more the into the night? All right, Scott. Number three. <laughs> okay, number three. Uh, so, Jeff, help me out here. Uh, I, I assumed that uh, Al Michaels and... Um, who was who's doing the commentary with him? Ken Bob Dryden. Costas. Sorry, what was Ken that? Dryden. Ken Dryden. Ken, Ken Triton. Um, that they they basically redid their lines up until like the last minute when with the actual miracle call. I'm not sure. The audio def- the quality definitely changes yeah. at that point. I I, I I'm 100 sure they re-recorded or at least they they recorded that for the movie. I, I was wondering if they went over the. Like lines that they Talk. actually said, though. I don't know. I'm going to assume they did. 
In which case, that's super cool. Yeah. Because they would have to have played st- stuff out they were talking about on the ice. Well, wait, what? So or if they just recorded it in a so, booth, so, if those, like, so what I'm saying is if it was actually call, different calls by Al Michaels throughout the game, and then as he's talking it, like you actually see it play out on the ice, so it's, it's like a reenactment. Oh. Do you I, see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming he's recorded the exact same words you said the first time. Right, so I'm saying it's cool that, but, like... Yeah, the hockey had like, to when, follow... When, yeah, when he's talking about, like, he drives, like whenever like he passes up and he shoots, and then, like, they had to, like, make it look like whatever it was that he was saying. Oh. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job of that, because it wasn't, like... that. The last game was not a montage. Like, they... <laughs> the whole yeah. thing lasted, like, almost a whole period of hockey. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, for them to, like keep doing that whatever Al Michaels was talking about over and over again like even yeah. down to like the slashing calls that's good choreography right there yeah <laughs> I mean I don't I mean I I never thought about it but it, is that is that more editing than it is filming to make it match like okay we know we need this scene they can film yeah it I, guess, I mean I guess it wouldn't be that difficult if, if, if all you just need something that kind of generically followed it yeah. but I mean just I, it felt like the game was going along with the flow of of Al Michaels calls. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if it was real, I think that's pretty interesting. What I did like, I mean, like, so yeah, some of the scenes, like the famous goals, like Eruzioni and stuff, it's similar. It's not the same, but it's close enough. Yeah. Especially his celebration and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, well, yeah, then they actually have the actual call too at the, at the end there. Yeah, that was, yeah, definitely. The all time, all time sports call. Yeah. Made his career. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something, but I totally forgot it. Um, I did have his honorable mention. I love the way they blend in. They blended in his Al Michaels and uh, Ken Dryden stuff. That was cool. Ken Dryden is a former NHL Hall of Fame goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and uh, there's a uh, God. I can't even say words today. Fun fact. This was not aired live in the United States. So, oh, just think, in case they didn't make it, just like the moon landing? No. <laughs> this is how things worked. The game was on at like 5 in the afternoon in New York, and it's not primetime, right? It came on three hours, four hours later. And so, yeah, and there was no... Some people knew because somebody was, especially on the West Coast, going to make a long-distance call to find out. There's, there was nothing like that. Spoilers. So. So most people in the United States did not see this live, and uh, there are funny stories about people who lived in Canada, and the radio that they were sorry they were in the United States, but they would receive the Canadian radio broadcast, and that was live, <laughs> and so they were like pe- making bets in bars and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, people oh, were like. Can't leave this asshole once it's betting a hundred dollars that they're gonna beat the Russians. No way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it probably wasn't a hundred dollar bet in a bum bar in Buffalo or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But it's still. Well, uh, so sp- sp- one, one more question about the game itself. Uh-huh. Uh, they made it seem like high drama with that uh, goal that went in at the end of the first period for the mm-hmm. U.S. Was that like an actual point of controversy, or did they just drum that up for the movie? You know? It's went in the last second of the game, or last second of the period. Um, I don't, I didn't, I didn't watch it live. I don't, I don't think I've ever actually watched this whole game. Yeah, yeah. So I just know the highlights. I okay. don't know. 
I don't know if you saw him like in some documentary or whatever that was like. Yeah, I may have, but I don't. I don't think it was a big controversy. I think it went in late, and the Russian players all said like they just stopped playing and they give they tip their caps to for them for playing throughout you know playing until oh. the clock went down. Okay, that's what I've heard. Oh, the thing I wanted to mention was I did like. I mean, they had to because it's it's based on a, on a real story. They always try to make hockey movies like basketball and like a last second shot. And that's not hockey, right? Like, so, like, I love the fact that they score the game-winning goal, but there was still, like, eight minutes of game left. Yeah, there's a shitload and, of time left. <laughs> and just... An eternity. Just that dread. You look up at the clock, and it's never going down. You just keep yeah, looking at the clock, and it's like, oh, it's eight minutes. You look up again, it's like 7.59. Seven, yeah, and... 7.50. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so you watched I some really of it. Was it... Like that. Was it, like... Was it because Patrick was, like, standing on his head, or just, like, they just managed to somehow fend them off? I think it was it was the goaltending, and then I think like they say in the movie, I just do think that uh, the conditioning that her put them through helped out, where they were able to. Usually, the Russians were the ones that were at the end of the game were fresher. In this case, the United States was. Yeah, he kept he, he changed the lines to like every forty seconds or something like that. Yeah, you That's, mentioned that. That that didn't seem realistic to me, but I I don't know that much about hockey though. That's pretty typical. NHL is like that these days. Really? It wasn't back then, but nowadays. That seems like. Just not a lot of time to get anything done. Yeah. Minds, I don't know. It, it depends on the situation and stuff. And it, but if you skate your ass off, sprint one way, sprint the other way, sprint the other way, check a guy, come back. That's it. You're that's <laughs> you did your job. Yeah, uh, a minute over a minute shift is really considered kind of long in the NHL these days. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're on a power play, like so, Ovechkin and in the power play, he just sits in one spot waiting to release his shot. Then he could stay out there for two minutes, but usually, yeah, no. It's now you go watch what a, what a beer league game. Yeah, we're out there for two, three minutes. <laughs> what well, sprinting? Because you guys are in yeah, such good sprinting shape. is definitely yeah. not on the agenda. Nor is checking or anything else like that. <laughs> Coasting and cherry picking are the top. <laughs> mm. Preferably, if you, you do, you combine both somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So where are we at? Uh, number two. All right. So my number two is just Kurt Russell in general as Herb Brooks. He nailed it. Uh, you know, I think we all love Kurt Russell as an awesome action star, the funny guy. And this is just, for me, one of the few dramatic roles I think I've seen him in. Mm. Awesome as it in it. Everything about him. Uh, and you mentioned his speeches. Yeah, he has this, the, you know, the big speech before the Soviet game. He has the speech in, uh, I think it's the Sweden game, where, you know, the the legs are far away. It's a long way away from the heart, you candy ass, you know, just to get the team yeah. riled up. And mm-hmm. uh, just all the stuff about him and his devotion to it. Like, I don't know, some of the home stuff where, yeah, I can see why his wife would be pissed. Uh, him going back and apologizing. I don't know, in the 80s, if the husband would do that. <laughs> I don't know, but let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. He he, see, he realized his his issue that he had, or her point there. Uh, I, but I, everything about him in this is awesome. He also had some sweet suits. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> he, he did. And I this is a, something I did learn from the DVD is he did not interact with any of the kids uh, during the filming because he wanted to keep that. First of all, he's Kurt Russell, and he wanted to keep that distance between them so this awe so they wouldn't think that they're his, they're his equal he wanted to keep that from him and then 
and they finally wrapped shooting or whatever, he, he came out and he's like, guys, I'm really not that guy. I'm really a cool guy. Let's hang out. Let's party. Right. And everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a cool little anecdote. I mean, do, do you know, so I've heard stories that like his kids play hockey. Yeah. But, like, does he have a reputation for being like, a hockey fan at all? I, I mean, I don't know how yeah, you would know that. You go to the, back in the day with Gretzky and stuff, he would be, him and Goldie Hawn would be at Kings games all the time. Okay. Um, He's been so yeah. His kid played hockey um, sometimes where we used to play hockey, and he would be. This is a true story. Uh, our friend Eric, biggest Kurt Russell fan there is in the world, he even loves three three thousand miles to Graceland. Believe it or not. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, we're skating. So before every game, you skate around for five minutes to loosen up. And I'm over like stretching in the corner, and he comes over. And he's like, dude that guy looks like Kurt Russell in the corner. And there's just some guy just standing, you know, behind the glass, like watching us. I'm like, what? I skate around. It is Kurt Russell just standing there watching us play. And I'm like, it is Kurt Russell. He's like, no. And he just le- leaves the ice. <laughs> uh, he doesn't actually go to him, but his girlfriend was at the, at the time was there and she went and got his autograph and everything. And it was a few times where he would just be hanging out at a rink. Well, like he'd be watching us while his son was getting dressed in the locker room or get undressed or whatever. But yeah, his kid made it some distance as a goalie. I don't know how far, but he made it decent. Good job. Um, but you know, he's famous for being a baseball player. Who, Kurt Russell? Yeah. He's actually, there's a documentary about that. On I didn't know that. Netflix. Yeah, he's a big baseball player. He was shortstop, and he went pretty far. Huh. Jesus. He's a ball player. Um, like, he didn't make it to the, the bigs or anything, but I believe he was like a Division One college player or something. I might have that mis. Wrong there, but he was definitely a ball player. Damn, he's had quite the life, Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's true because he was also Jesus. a childhood actor too, right? So he was yeah in Disneyland, uh, yeah in Disney films when he was a kid, and then when he was a teenager, and uh, with the kid, the computer wore tennis shoes. And you know, it's the last thing that Walt Disney said before he died. Damn Kurt you, Russell. Kurt Russell! You know that's a legend, right? The last thing he said was Kurt Russell. Whoa. <laughs> Look it up. Oh, tech. You could, you know, loophole. Well, because he hasn't died yet. He's live somewhere, but, you know. Yeah, his head's frozen somewhere. <laughs> all right, Alex, number two. My number two is uh, I don't know if all of these happen in real life, but Herb's coaching head games is like uh, not only having the team hate him to come together, but also like. Uh, uh, like you mentioned before, riling that guy up with the bruise. He first he he cares about his team, so he asks the doctor, "Is his leg going to get any more hurt if he plays?" He's like, "No, but he's going to be in incredible pain." And he goes out there and pisses him off to get him all fired up. And then what I thought was really good was when he brought on that other guy from another just to be on the team until yeah. everybody got upset to talk to him. He's like, "Hey, we're we're family, man." He's like, "All right, he can help us, but I'm going to cut him for you guys." You know, that he has, like, that little sidebar with the assistant coach. He's like, yeah, it's good. I got my hockey team now. That's awesome. Yeah. I I wonder, I always wonder, too, if that was a... Obviously, he was probably doing it for multiple reasons, but if the guy would have been good enough, if he still would have stuck with that. (laughs) Right? Like, he's hoping to get that reaction from his team, but if the guy was so good, like, say Mm -hmm. he was just way better than, like, four of the guys on the team, yeah, you might still make that move. Yeah. That's the that one shitty thing about sports is you can be a jerk 
bat, but if you're really good, you're going to make the team. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, all right. Scott? Yeah, number two is uh, the, the final speech before the Russians. Uh, really the only, like, lengthy, like, positivity speech that he gives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was well done. It was, uh, it was rousing. Uh, you know, I I wanted to go out there and play hockey, <laughs> so so that was good. Who knows, like how real any of that was, but uh, for for a movie speech wasn't bad. Uh, so yeah, so that's my number two. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot to mention, and this is for you hear from the players. They had kept one of the players kept a book of all they call the herb herbisms and all his stupid stuff that he would say, and a lot of them are in the movie. Um, like the legs far away from the heart or whatever the the legs feed the wolves and we kept saying that during practice mm-hmm. uh, looks like monkeys trying to hump a football all these <laughs> yeah. weird things <laughs> forget about that I thought they I thought they PC'd that up a little bit <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> probably but uh, yeah uh, a lot of that is just directly from there so the speech could be as well creativity keep harping on creativity yeah yeah Flow. Yeah. All right, uh, my number one, and Scott already kind of mentioned this, is I just love the scene when Herb celebrates in the tunnel by himself. Um, just he's elated, he's can't, but he has to do it in private. Doesn't want his team to see it because, as everyone knows, this was not the gold medal game. There was still a game to go. Can't let his, couldn't let his players see him. He couldn't let the media see him. But just it's a great personal moment there, and I get chills whenever I see that, yeah. especially in that suit. <laughs> so that's my number one Herb celebrating by himself in the tunnel after they beat the Soviets Alex my number one as you mentioned just Kurt Russell does a phenomenal job here bringing uh, Herb to life in this biopic it's amazing I don't I can't see anybody else playing him yeah it's yeah I agree enough said Scott Okay, uh, my number one is just the, the whole final game. Uh, this is what the the whole movie le- leads up to, the, the whole Al Michaels call at the end. Um, <laughs> some, some of it was kind of making me laugh, like, so how evil the Russians were. Like, the <laughs> like I have no idea if, they're, if the actual Russian coach the, the, like looked like that. Yeah, like a vampire. But yeah, he had like the crazy like Dune eyebrows. Like so, Dune. Yes. His peak. He looked like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so once again on the DVD, they're interviewing like the real Eruzioni and O'Callaghan and stuff, and they went and watched them film, you know, a couple days for this thing, and they're like, "Oh my god, they got the real guy! It looks just like him!" Like they thought some of these guys looked exactly like Tikhonov and these guys. So. Hmm. From, yeah. From what they said, a lot of those guys were dead on. Uh, Trechak, the guy who plays Trechak, he looked. We see young pictures of him. Yeah, it was, it was good casting. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were all. None of them were smiling and stuff like that. I mean, that, <laughs> I don't know. The Russians were never smiling. I don't know. They didn't smile back then. Yeah, Until Gorbachev allowed. came along. <laughs> they weren't allowed to. Yeah, I, I did yeah. like how, <laughs> like. The the Russians just kept it felt like they kept slashing until they had to get to the actual call. Then getting <laughs> getting a penalty for it. 
Like they, yeah. like, like I'm sure the U.S. wasn't doing anything to get to draw penalties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I gotta imagine that game was pretty physical. Like I'm not not having watched it, but uh, at least for Olympic hockey. Uh, yeah, Olympic hockey is usually pretty tame because they do call it tighter. But I don't know, 1980s. Like I said I really mm-hmm. haven't seen this game in ever, so just some highlights. So I don't know. I should do that. I should put that murder ball to do yeah. list. Put it on our list. We'll just watch the game as a movie. <laughs> we'll rate it. So, anyways, yeah, that was my number one. Uh, all right, I had a couple honorable mentions that you guys already covered. The one I didn't have was um, when he tells Jack that he can play on the ice, and just you know he you know the he was thinking the worst. He wasn't gonna be able to join the team, and yeah, and, yeah his busted I, leg. Yeah, I swear to God, Hib. I just, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's, my honorable mention was all the, the fucking accents. <laughs> every, every dude sounded like stereotypical from Minnesota, or, or yeah, or like God damn it. Oh yeah, or Marky Mark out there. Marky Mark, Ed, <laughs> play hockey. Uh, all right, uh, let's rate it. Uh, just to remind everybody, we rate this on a scale of one to seven. One being. Uh, Terrible, awful, and one being or seven being perfect. So I'll go first. I give this a six. This is totally a biased opinion. Even if this movie was <laughs> crap, I'd still probably have this as a five or six. But I mean, you got hockey, America, and Kurt Russell. It's guaranteed six. But it's not a perfect film, obviously, as we mentioned a couple of flaws. So for me, it's easy six. Alex, I'm gonna give this one a five. Okay. But I have a feeling with subsequent views, it's going to turn into a six. But it's a five for now with one viewing. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Scott. Um, eh, it's tough. Um, it's a great story. Uh, I I like the actual kind of hockey involved. Um, I, I did feel it was a little over-dramatized. Um, You're over-dramatized. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And and some of the the period stuff was a little overwrought, um, and and knowing and knowing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, fair enough. All right, um, now to our crossover list, which is best or favorite coaches from movies, TVs, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, now for my list, I I kept this to team sports. Um, but that that wasn't a requirement. I just wanted that. that's my stipulation. I didn't try to keep like personal trainers or um, maybe other people you guys might mention. I don't want to talk about. But I kept mine to a uh, team sport. So yeah, me too. number five, and I don't even know how to say this guy's name. <laughs> it's uh, I look it up. I still don't. I don't remember him. Yuchima from Mr. Baseball. Yuchiyama. Oh damn it! Yeah, yeah. I thought about him. Shit, that would have been good. So his He's got a hole in his swing. Exactly, the hole in the swing from Shuto, uh, his interaction with Tom Selleck in the movie, um, him learning a little bit of the American ways, and him how to take how to take a shit, <laughs> and him teaching <laughs> Jack how to play the Japanese way and all that stuff. So, I, how do you guys say that? Is it Uchiyama? Uh, I don't remember what it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I looked it up. It's U C H I. W or Y A M A. It Maybe it's called is... a 
Yeah, Uchiyama. Uchiyama. All right. For some reason, that name did not ring a bell, but uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. That's my number yeah. five. Alex. My number five is uh, <laughs> uh, a coach from The Simpsons. I think he only made like one, maybe two appearances, but it was the uh, Lisa's gymnastic coach, Lugosh. <laughs> Lugosh. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Eight years old. Go home, Grandma. <laughs> You're too old for gymnastics. Oh, it was so. <laughs> it was just hilarious, and it's one of the better like later season Simpsons episodes. <laughs> Here's your cat back. <laughs> yeah, but I had a dog. It's cat now. <laughs> I am Lugash. <laughs> uh, great coach. All right, Scott. Okay. Uh... Starting with uh, Wally Rigg, uh, Robert Loggia, uh, from Necessary Roughness. It's one of the all-time oh, speeches oh, uh, about how the <laughs> about how the coach, because um, the coach was in the hospital, which, with, which turned out to be indigestion, so he's taken over. Um, he's given like the the halftime speech to to rouse them up, rile them up. And he talks about how the coach played like a goddamn wild man, like a goddamn rampaging beast. Uh, I, Costing the lives of thousands of American pilots? Yeah, <laughs> with, with that voice. Yeah, and then he, and then he finishes the whole really speech with, when it, then after everybody's like all like up in arms and ready to go out and play again, uh, he, he then like bows and says, and says, all right, let us pray. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so awesome. Robert Loggia is great. Oh, it's it's been forever since I've seen that movie. You should watch it again. Uh, it's got uh, what's your face in it? Tony Katane? No. Kathy Ireland. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yeah. I heard she was a dude. Uh, I heard that too. Doesn't matter. She was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember downloading those Z modem pictures of her when lying in the <laughs> Scan, Yep. Yep. Whoop. Whoop. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one is. I mean, four? Sorry, yeah. So my number four. I just skipped a bunch. Is uh, it, no, wait, my number four, four is Hayden Fox from Coach. Yep. Hayden. I don't know if. So you guys remember this show, right? Yep. Craig T. Nelson? Yeah. I yeah, saw a Craig, couple episodes. Dauber. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, Dauber. I did a voice on Gargoyles. Uh, Jerry Van Patten, who just recently passed away. Uh, yeah, this is a show on NV- ABC, I believe, and it was just called Coach, and he was the coach of the Minnesota football team, and I watched that show so much as a kid. To be honest, I really couldn't tell you much about it, but I remember I loved it so much as a kid, and when I asked for coaches, and the show called Coach came into my mind. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Minnesota scream, Screaming Eagles. Yeah. And for you kids, it's the voice of Mr. Incredible. Yeah. There you go. And the dad in Poltergeist. That's all and, I know him from. And the stupid chief from uh, Turner and Hooch. I was going to say K-9. I was going to say he's one of those dog movies. <laughs> okay. And he was the all villain right. in Action Jackson. Yeah. Jesus. Starring one Carl Ruthers. Which leads me to my number four. All right. <laughs> Chubbs Peterson. Sorry if I skipped you, Alex. It was too, good of, a, too good of a segue. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Chubbs Peterson from Happy Gilmore. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. You could have went another direction with uh, 
that guy. But you didn't. And maybe it's on someone else's list. So I, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. And I thought about it, but yeah. Jeff, made out of wood, real sturdy. Yeah. And then he's playing the piano. What yeah. the wood? That... Chubb, I mentioned before, Chubbs Peterson may be the best visual gag in any movie of all time. That goddamn hand. So <laughs> Pokes him with it. All oh, right. man. That's good. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is also Craig T. Nelson, from, but from a different movie, Blades of Glory, with Will Ferrell and Josh Heater. Jesus. John Heater? John Heater. <laughs> uh, was he in Blades of Glory? I've never seen the movie. Yeah, he was a coach, and it was pretty progressive because he was a gay coach. All there right. it is. And that's why he could uh, coach two dudes with twin domes. I think he was also the... pair skating. Also the coach in uh, All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise. Hope you guys remember that one. Nope. Nope. So apparently coach was typecast as coach. <laughs> yes, yes, he yeah. was. <laughs> oh, did anyone... Oh, no one picked... I know you guys didn't. You guys didn't pick Coach from Cheers, did you? Oh, no, I didn't. You son of a bitch. Serious? Number one. He's my favorite. Alex, when was the last time you watched Cheers? Yeah. You're total bullcrap. You lie, you lie. (laughs) Yeah, three weeks ago. Alex, you're such a big liar. It's on Netflix, (laughs) you jerks. All right. Sorry, Alex. I'm not sorry. (laughs) I don't think you actually watched it. Oh, for Pete's sake. All right, well, my number three... Is Coach Ma- Coach Coach Morris Walter Matthau from the Bad News Bears? Oh, it's a good one. Damn, oh, that's good. That. Yeah, uh, I think I've mentioned this movie a few times. This is one I've liked more and more as I watched it as an adult. Uh, him giving beers to the kids, just getting him sponsored by Bell Bonds Company, all that stuff. He was great. <laughs> Watch the movie if you haven't, kids. And watch the that one. Don't watch the Billy Bob Thornton one. Watch the mm-hmm. Walter Matthau 1974. I don't know when that came out, but in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Alex. My number three is Coach Bombay. I know you guys hate him. from <laughs> The Mighty Ducks. I mean, Gordon? Because, yeah. Quack, quack, Mr. Well, Duckworth. Quack, quack. <laughs> quack, quack, Bombay. Mr. Duckworth. Uh, huge part of my childhood, that movie. There it is. Right. What's your favorite thing about Gordon Bombay, Alex? Um, that he was eating ice cream with the enemy, because she was hot. The hell are you talking about? His mom? The kid's mom? No, in Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> with the Swedish, uh, the other, the, the Iceland chick. I, I really don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, come on, man. Hey, I was in Mighty Ducks, too. So was I. <laughs> oh, we you started, Jeff, my Jeff and I both starred in Mighty Ducks, too. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say starred. Maybe stole the show. Yeah. <laughs> Crowd extras. Made it better. <laughs> I don't remember Mighty Ducks, too, at all, other than they play at Iceland. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. All right, Scott, number three. Okay. Let's back up. Uh, so number three is uh, this is where it started getting tough. But uh, Lou Brown uh, from Major League is played by James Gammon. Ah, uh, number, number two, three. I thought this would have been number one on your list. All That's right. my number yeah. two. But I might, I might have to bump this up to two if we had done it again. 
But anyways, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> just he's so good. Like, you want to coach the Indians? Well, I've got some white walls I'm looking into. <laughs> Let me get back to you. <laughs> like, uh, just every day, every time he says something, it's fucking great. When uh, when Willie Mays Hayes is played by uh, Wesley Snipes, makes the basket catch, uh, Willie Mays style, he comes back in and he says this big smile on his face, and he goes, "Hey Hayes, nice catch." Don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, I could go on, but yeah, he is so good in this. All right, knock that shit yeah. off. Frankly, I'd like to see them all eat a great big old shit burger. Shut uh, up, Thor. Thor. <laughs> yeah, someone get that bitch on the phone. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lou Brown's good. I have a little more to say about him later. Um, all right, well, my number two is. Player coach Reg Dunlop from Slapshot, Paul Newman, had to put him on here. While he is a player, he is the coach as well, and therefore he makes my list. And we just did a show on this not too long ago, so I won't go into the details. But if you haven't seen it yet, watch it, people. It's great. Just he plays. He plays the bad kind of head games with everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Alex, number two. Uh, Lou for Major League. Okay, so back to you, Scott, with the weather. <laughs> All right, so my number two is uh, from Lee of Their Own, Jimmy Dugan. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Tom Hanks. I forgot about it. <laughs> Jimmy Dugan, avoid the clap. Uh, just probably my, my favorite Tom Hanks role. Um, just really? Him. Even yeah. more than Woody? Even more than Woody. Oh. Even versus Joe versus the volcano? Even more so than Joe versus the titular volcano uh <laughs> so yeah just him being a lush for the first half of the movie tim starting to care uh to that <laughs> to that whole bus scene where he's passed out drunk and then he wakes up and he kisses the the whatever her the 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 house mother i don't know what the hell to call her then uh, he freaks out and he switches around the the, the coke and spits it out on the ground and that's oh, so good. I I haven't seen this since I was a kid, so it's something I should go back and watch. Although in hindsight now it's pretty much textbook sexual harassment. But anyways mm-hmm. it's still hilarious. It was the forties. Yeah. This was the style at the time. Yep. Yeah. Alright. Jimmy Dugan. Lee Brown. Right. Well my number one, Lou Brown, you guys have already mentioned him. But as far as just every time he's on screen, I enjoy it. He makes me laugh. Uh, he just and he looks like an '80s coach too. For, I don't know. We've I can quote him all day long, so I won't. But <laughs> Lou Brown, number one, Alex, coach from Cheers. What's his real name? Uh. I don't know. We didn't yeah, get that far busted. into the episodes. Busted! I only he saw can't five be number one. You know his real name? I don't know his real name. It's yeah, there it is. <laughs> no, it's like Harry Pantuzo. I know his last name is Pantuzo. Is it Harry or Larry? Carrie? Hey, yeah. Carrie! <laughs> All right, yeah, he's great. I mean, he's whether awesome. it's legit or not on your list, he should be on there. It's good. He is uh, legit. 
too legit, one might say. Yeah, to quit. Except that he did. Scott, number one. All right. My number one is, and I think this goes back to what you were saying, Jeff, about you try to keep to, to team sports, but you'd see what we come up with. Yeah. And uh, my number one is Mick. Yeah, that's the big one. Uh, from from the first three Rocky movies, as played by Burgess Meredith. Um, just the the hard ass with the the heart of gold, uh, training rock, and the all time characters just like ah, <laughs> fucking talks like Popeye, <laughs> looks a little bit like Popeye. Mm-hmm. Just some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth with like the I think it was the second or third movie with the one of my favorite lines from the whole series of the. You're going to be a greasy, fast, Italian monster. <laughs> You're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. Uh, yeah. He has some, some great lines. But then in the first movie, too, just the the relationship they build. Um, and, you know, seeing this, this super grizzled old uh, boxing uh, coach um, kind of break down. Because uh, he realizes that this guy needs him. Um it was a great, some great acting, a great character. Mm-hmm. And they both became cartoons by the third movie, but well, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's again great, great character, um, and superbly played by uh, Burgess Meredith. Yep, agreed. Like I said if I was doing those, he would have definitely been on my list. Um, but I think there's a bunch, we could almost do a separate list just on those type of people. <laughs> those, type, whoa. those people, whoa. The we Irish, have a Jeff? Conversation. The Irish, is that <laughs> what you're getting Irish. at, Jeff? My bad. Gotta have a house meeting, y'all. By the way, it's Ernie Pantuzo. And um, side uh, side thing, how many... All right, which cast member do you think directed the most episodes of Cheers? Oh. Cast member? Uh, cast members. Um, Woody Harrelson. I think it would either have to be George Went or Rio Portman. No, no, no. Was it Coach? No, no, no. There was, as far as I know, unless these other people were actors, I don't know. Only two actors directed, and John Ratzenberger directed four. Really? Wow. And George Went directed one. Only. Yeah. I would have thought Ted Danson. Or, yeah. Would have had a couple. Yeah. He was too busy getting his, his plane. <laughs> Keep... Yeah. <laughs> the Ted Danson plane. Uh, I know it's not a Cheers episode, but yeah. Name the four uh, actors who were in all episodes. Oh, Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. John Ratzenberger. Mm-hmm. George Went. Mm-hmm. It has to be real purple. Yeah, it has to be real purple. Right, there it is. Yeah. All right, now the next one. Who's played after that? Who's next? Oh, Woody Harrelson. No, it's not Woody Harrelson. Um, would Christie Alley? No. Who came first, Christie Alley or Woody Harrelson? <laughs> um, according to this, Woody Harrelson. Okay, so if it wasn't one of them, um, then it would have been. Um, What's her face? Shelly Long. Nope. Oh, no? She was even less episodes than Kirstie Alley. Oh, jeez. Uh, it wasn't uh, Kelsey Grammer, right? It is Kelsey Oh, Grammer. wow. Whoa. I thought they, like, he wasn't more of a regular till later on. Yeah. And if you add up all his uh, Frasier episodes, he's more than anybody. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, All right, no more cheers talk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One more cheers oh. talk. Uh, okay. Harry Anderson had like a recurring role in that for a few seasons. Yeah. Harry Henderson. Yeah. I don't think we ever talked about that, but yeah, R.I.P. Harry. Yeah, he was in six episodes. Okay. I thought it was more than that. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, people like Jackie Swanson were in 24 episodes. I don't know who that is. And Keen Curtis. And Paul. Oh, I know Paul Wilson. It was Paul. He sat at the end of the bar. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Do we have any? <laughs> Thanks for listening. We do. Yeah. Any feedback? <laughs> yeah, from listener Garth. Here All is right. top five coaches. Uh, it's number five. Oh, this a, a little disappointing. Is Mickey and Rocky? All right. I yeah. think that should have been a little bit higher, but okay. It wasn't even on your list. I know. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't a team sport. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, his number four is Johnny from the Cobra Kai show. Nice. Okay. Had to put him on there because that show is effing awesome. I thought about doing Mr. Miyagi, but that was like a little too much. Like, anyway. Anyways, oh, now who's the racist, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Italian enough. <laughs> yeah. And his number three is Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Wait, he was a coach in that. I think for a little uh, bit. Yeah, it was like the high yeah. school baseball coach, I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's right, before he yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I throw a uh, baseball no, hard as fuck. I'm going to have to throw it to the judges on this one. Uh, Al from Quantum Leap. I only watched a few yeah. episodes of that show. See, that was the same same thing like I was uh, wondering about, uh, like Mr. Miyagi. It was more mentor. Than yeah, you kind of coach. coached Sam Beckett. Yeah, I, I'll allow it. Okay. And his right. number one, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah. So he has Johnny and Mr. Miyagi. I like yeah. it. Should have thrown in John Kreese. <laughs> he wasn't a good coach. And the and John Kreese's war buddy from the third movie. Oh, yeah. What's his face? Terry. Oh, God. I told you I rewatched that recently. Oh, that's a bad movie. Michael Ian Griffin. With Mike Barnes, the bad boy of karate. <laughs> karate. Jeez. It's canon, because it was in the Cobra Kai show. They mentioned him. <laughs> bad boy of karate. Now oh, he's, yeah. Thanks, Garth. Now he's the bad yeah. boy of Home Depot. Thanks, Garth. All right, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So it seems like the Dynasty Warriors have gun- won the basketball championship. They did. They won it tonight? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, they did. Swept. Mm-hmm. So, 108 to 85. All right, Alex. Yeah. What is the full name of the Warriors, if you include the city? The full name of the Warriors? Yeah. The uh, San Francisco Warriors come out and play. <laughs> I'll allow it. So are, are, are you just looking for Golden State, or is there actually more? Yeah, than Golden Warriors? State, Golden State Warriors. Okay. Right. It's a trick question. They they oh, used okay. to play in Oakland, but I think they actually play in San Francisco now. If you want to get like yeah. super geographical, but it's Golden State. No, I think they still play in Oakland, but they're yeah. building a new arena in San Francisco. Okay, Bay Area Warriors. Yeah. They right. They swept. So they swept, and the Capitals beat Vegas for hockey. So. Sports is done, except for baseball. Well, is that <laughs> ever done, really? Well, it is if you're an Angels fan. Ugh. Jesus Christ. 
I don't want to talk about it. Wait, didn't they win tonight? Yes. Yes. But Shohei, the the new what you guys said, phenom, med got hurt. The new young guy got hurt. The pitcher slash home run hitter, that guy, that crazy guy, got hurt. No, young guy didn't get hurt. <laughs> Alex at gmail.com. I'll yeah. send myself on that one. <laughs> Jeez. It's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, Alex didn't almost get through that because he was laughing at his own joke. <laughs> I know. Uh, so stupid. So, a uh, little follow-up from, from the last podcast talking about the, the new Fallout game. Um, so, more well, there's more speculation uh, that this game is basically built on, if not the bones, just at least the general concepts, maybe some of the technology that was going to go into an uh, Fallout MMO like a more traditional MMO. Uh, but now is people, the, consen- the consensus from speculation is that it's going to be like a, uh, I think we probably mentioned this last week, but a, like a survival kind of horror in the, in the vein of a, a Daisy or a uh, Rust. Who's Daisy? Yeah. Um, so huge, huge news, or not huge news, but huge game, hopefully. Then uh, uh, more... E3 stuff coming up because that is, as of this recording, will will be next week. Um, no, as of this, well, yeah, as of this recording. When you guys hear it, it's going to be happening. Yes. Today. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, other other predictions. Um, pain. Uh, pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the the new Assassin's Creed was kind of leaked. Um. That's supposed to take place in Greece, right, Alex? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. It's yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Odyssey. Not to be confused with Mario Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, very different games. It's very extremely different. Um, so you get to shank the Cyclops in this? That's cool. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Turning to God of War. <laughs> Replacing God of War because he left Greece. Uh, yeah. <laughs> True. So... Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's anticipation for very many like uh, potential new announcements. Um, so Bethesda's already kind of done the the whole thing for Fallout. Um, Ubisoft has got their the new Assassin's Creed. Um, there there could be something from Sony as far as Uncharted is concerned, but they they kind of wrap that up with the the last one last late last year. Probably won't be anything on that. Um, what about the Spider-Man game? The Spider-Man game, though, but like I'm talking about like annou- games that have not been announced yet. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, there'll probably be uh, of things that have been announced. Yeah, there'll probably be updated Spider-Man footage. Um, they're pushing that one pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks amazing. Yeah, it looks Spider-Man. Really, yeah, it looks pretty rad. Um, that might make me get a PlayStation. I want to play <laughs> that so bad. Uh, there hopefully will be updated Metroid. Um, well, even if that's not coming out for. Quite a while. Yeah, I know. Metroid um, Prime Four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows what uh, Square will update on? Um, or Nintendo has a couple of things left their sleeve still. Um, they they've already teased a Smash Brothers game, mm-hmm. um, and they haven't said anything about a new Fire Emblem, so that could be in there. Um, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Pikachu. Uh, yeah. Bioware is probably going to be pimping. The new Anthem game, which is basically Destiny, but with Iron Man suits. Uh, which actually looks pretty cool, but unfortunately, there will probably won't be anything else from them in the regards of 
like definitely nothing Mass Effect. Um, yeah. You know, it'd be it'd be awesome if they they were doing something with Dragon Age, but it's probably not likely. Um, so yeah, that's like all the big stuff. Um, I you know, there, there's always something cool that comes out of E3 though that we didn't know about. So I look forward to the news. Um, on the uh, non-video game side of things, just a quick review for uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children that I they watched over last weekend. Oh yeah, how was that? Um, it was okay. Um, it's got <laughs> Ava Green, who should be in everything, <laughs> and she's good in this. Uh, Sam Jackson. Is she, in, sorry, is she your new Claire Forlani? Well, Claire Forlani's still my Claire Forlani. Oh okay. Uh, but uh, it's got Sam Jackson chewing on some scenery. Um, there's some like wacky concept stuff, conceptual stuff going on here. Uh, it was okay. It was it was another one of those kind of uh, I don't know, like young adult, like uh, Golden Compass or Percy Jackson kind of things, mm. where it's a bunch of like teenagers doing stuff basically. But uh, yeah, there's some some interesting things going on in this movie, uh, so I kind of recommend it. Um, if you're looking for something a little different, and that's all I have. Uh, Alex, did you have anything you wanted to speak about this week? Mm, Perhaps something no. else video game related? What with the E3s? Uh, no, I think you covered everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, was there anything you wanted to go over here in the yeah, waiting moments? Nothing E3 related, but um. Just saw the news that Lasseter is stepping down. Really? Disney. So I guess he's been on a sabbatical ever since his missteps, as they have quotes here, and is officially leaving after the end of the year. So bye-bye. So long, sucker. So he was in charge of the animation wing? Was that basically it? Yeah, he was like chief officer of Pixar. I think he was uh, whatever of Pixar. Wow. Yeah. um, Yeah. It sucks. I mean, this guy is the one who created Toy Story and all that stuff, but he's not a good person. So, he's gone. And speaking of not good persons, so, I've been reading stuff today, and it's really pissed me off. So, do you hear, a, we here at Han Shot First are not fans of Last Jedi. We However, are, we are not. we're not We're not attacking individuals out there, and this just got me so upset hearing that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The The... The, oh, Kelly uh, Marie woman Tran. that played Rose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah those girl. people are fucking douchebags. Yeah. So if you haven't heard, I mean, it's not going to go really quick. The girl, the actress who played Rose is just being basically attacked with racial, misogynistic, everything, personal appearance stuff. So you had to quit social media. And that's just messed up. So don't do that out there. Yeah. Sure, none of our listeners would do that. But if you are doing that, stop. Yeah, please. Like, I'm looking at you, Brian. Like, it's it's easy enough just to just to be outraged like we are at shitty characters and shitty dialogue and shitty movies. You don't have to make it personal. Like, exactly. like you can say like, "Oh, somebody was terrible in this." Like, you leave it at that. Like, yes. Like, that's like. <laughs> I mean, maybe that'll hurt their feelings. I don't know. <laughs> you're not you're not getting into them as a human being. You know exactly. Jesus Christ. She's, she's, she was doing her job. She got paid to do her job. She did what she did. Yeah. You didn't like it. That's fine. You're allowed to have that, but don't attack the person. You're forcing this person. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And it's not, this is what gets me more mad. It's like, it seems like it's 
Star Wars, which pisses me off. Daisy Ridley had to get off Twitter because she made a uh, she had an opinion on gun control, and so they Jesus people Christ. attacked her. Yeah. Um, and if you go back in the day, like they're really clumsy weapons. Is that what <laughs> attacking said? Uh, Jake Lloyd and Ahmed Best, all these like you ruin these people's lives because you didn't like the Star Wars movie. Just like get over it. And it just makes me mad, and just it seems like it's Star Wars, which makes me really upset because as a Star Wars fan, and yeah, you don't want to be associated with me, yeah, yeah. like yeah, I'm not that. It's just yeah. I don't want to be affiliated with you assholes. Is what I'm trying to say. So stop yeah. being an asshole. Yeah. We can think about bad. it. And and um, and to be and to be fair, like with all all the <laughs> uh, all the fucking problems I had with the Last Jedi, her acting was not one of them by even yeah. a long shot. No. Agreed. It's a terrible character, but it's not her fault. Yeah. And, and even if it was, like you said, you don't, she's just doing her job. You don't like it. All you guys have jobs, and if you did bad and we just come in there and just started ripping you to shreds, you wouldn't like that either. So just think. Just shut up and just put yourself asleep or something. I don't know. but just Unless you're an athlete, in which case, <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> Wait, what? I, well, that's it. I was, you can yell at him at I was a just game, making not a online. joke about Wait. athletes. I don't get it. But even at a game, you can yell at him and say he sucks. No, 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 no. Start uh, yelling yeah. at his family. and Unless, <laughs> unless, unless, unless they're from Boston. Even then. <laughs> I won't even make that exception. <laughs> More than a feeling. I am, I'm completely uh, joking. So I know you are. But uh, What am I? That's it. <laughs> be, be better people I know yeah. our listeners wouldn't, don't do that but if you do or if you know people who do just stop and just think about what you've written yeah. and would you say it to their face no you wouldn't you're just hiding behind your damn keyboard and it just pisses me off so that's it nerd rant over anything else uh, I think some me. puppies were born in the zoo this evening because uh... <laughs> that's, that's where we keep puppies in the zoo <laughs> uh-huh. oh, they're wild they're wolf pups oh okay alright and uh, yeah, we'll have a great sunny afternoon tomorrow. So take care, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. <laughs> go, go, go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.